on the Access Podcast. And that we don't, we're not waiting for heaven, but your life right now can be radically transformed because of the resurrection of Jesus. We're here to equip and mobilize you in identity and evangelism. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, today we're going to be talking about the Romans Road. So this is a method that you can use to share the gospel while evangelizing. So today me and Jake, we're just going to analyze kind of a few of the steps. It's a series of verses from the book of Romans, six different verses, um, where they just zoom in on certain points to share the gospel. So we're going to be analyzing that, commenting, sharing kind of what we think it could use, kind of sharing what this method has that others don't. So with that, Jake. Yeah, so to clarify, we have a video that we're going to be kind of analyzing. So uh, there's a YouTube video that we'd be analyzing that link. Uh, it's going to be in the description of the video. If you want to watch the whole thing, you can go and watch that. We're just going to be commenting on it and using it as a springboard to to talk about really one of our main points of the podcast, which is to equip or to mobilize people in evangelism. Mm-hmm. And we just want to give you as many tools as possible. We want to give you and encourage you and inspire you to uh, proclaim the message of Jesus to everyone and every everyone that you come in contact with. Maybe not like everyone, but we want you to be equipped so that when there's an opportunity, you have the tools to meet and love people by proclaiming and sharing the good news of Jesus. I mean, there's been so many situations in my life Mm -hmm. where I'm like in a situation where I'm evangelizing, where it's a friend and we're talking about Jesus and I'm like, I know what the gospel is, but I don't really know how to share it with you, Right. right? And so this is a, it's an interesting tool. We'll share our pros and cons, the pros and cons of it, but it's an interesting tool that gives a, maybe a foundation for um, sharing the gospel and in, including all the key elements. Yeah. Cause there's so many things compact in the gospel. And so this kind of gives a, a easy way of like simpler points of just like step one, step two, step three, kind of walking through the gospel, not yeah. getting too caught up in the mix of details. Yeah. So with that said, let's jump right into the video. Let's do it. So the first stop on the Romans road is Romans 3.23. This passage reminds us that we're sinners because the gospel is good news, but you can only have good news if you first know that there is bad news. The Bible says, for all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah, so here he's really zooming in on the aspect of we are sinners, that there is a good God and he saves us. But first, like we are sinners. We are not actually good people. Kind of looking back to our last video on evangelism with Ray Comfort, he's like, you are not a good person. This is kind of that way of saying like, we are sinners. We need a savior. Yeah. And it's a, it's, it's original sin. That's a doctrine of original sin. And I think you actually mentioned it, that most people think they're good people. Mm -hmm. And so as, right. And we're not going and sharing this. We're not telling you to go on the street corner and, and preach, right? You know, if you yeah. want to do that, you can do that. But um, this is more so as you're talking to friends, as we're, as I'm navigating conversations. And I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine from high school and, and sharing this original doctrine, this, this doctrine really in Romans 3.23, this truth that like you're a bad person, right? And yeah. I remember him responding to me and being like, well, I'm not that bad of a person. And, and I think it's important here that we anchor this in scripture, right? Because it it shows that we're actually anchoring our theology or our beliefs in something exterior to our experiences. Mm. So as, as when we're sharing the gospel, it's easy, you know, we can share our testimony, which is effective. We can do different methods of sharing the gospel, but when we anchor it actually in scripture, 
it's kind of an outside authority that then the Lord can use that the Holy Spirit can use. He wrote the book, right? The right. Holy Spirit wrote the book. So when we use the book to evangelize, it can, the Lord uses that to awaken things in people's hearts to God. Yeah. And so I think it's just a, it's a, it's a key point in sharing the gospel and in evangelism is, is, is helping people realize they're not good people. Yeah. Which people don't like to hear a lot of yeah. times. But the good news is there's a good savior. There is a good, that, yeah, and that, that you don't land there. We're not going to stay. Yeah. You're a terrible person. You're terrible. <laughs> you know, we're not going to stay there. We're going <laughs> to progress. So yeah, let's go yeah. to the next clip. The next passage on our journey is Romans 5, verse 8. This passage, after learning that we're sinners, tells us, but God demonstrates his own love towards us, and that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. So now the focus is on Jesus. He is our Savior for that very reason, and that... Yeah, so here, right now, they're jumping from you are a sinner to to Jesus, to there is a good Savior. His love for you is more than you can imagine, and it saves you from eternal death. It saves you from your sin. Yeah, it's it's a great framework. Like I said, once again, we're not trying to right, give the comprehensive, like, these are basics, right? Foundations. Yeah. It's saying, hey, you're a bad person. Hey, yeah. there's a good news in Jesus. Right. And so now there's good news in Jesus and it helps frame really, it's not even the Romans road really isn't about the book of Romans. It actually shows actually the whole narrative of scripture Mm -hmm. and that the original sin actually takes place in Genesis. Right. right? And so it's not just Romans. It's actually the narrative of scripture Mm -hmm. and God's love for humanity to redeem him to redeem humans to himself. Yeah. And, and we'll probably get to it later on as well, but I just think it's, the Romans Road, I learned this, I don't know, probably, or I, or I was I was shown this method probably five years ago. And I remember thinking at the time, I was like, that is lame. <laughs> I remember <laughs> thinking, I was like, I'm never using that. And I remember thinking like, that's very dull. Mm-hmm. That'll never work. Yeah. You know, those. I had those types of thoughts when I first heard it. Skeptical. Yeah, I was skeptical. And really, I just, self-righteousness and my pride. But yeah. as I have gleaned from it. And as I've lived and lived my life and shared the gospel and been an, and not an evangelist, but evangelized people, I've realized that having a framework to work off of is very helpful in a conversation. Not that you want it to be route and, and boring and dull and mechanical, but a foundation that you are very strong in and it's almost second nature. Mm-hmm. That way, when you're sharing, you don't have to be like going through the scriptures, you know what I mean? Like in scrambling, you're actually confident. Yeah. You're confident in the message that you believe Mm -hmm. and you're confident in the message you're about to proclaim. And remember faith comes by hearing and hearing the word about Christ. Mm -hmm. And so the faith that someone needs to be saved is inside the message of the gospel that the Romans road can kind of give to us. It's good. Sweet. Let's go to the next What's our next verse? What's the next verse that we're going to be looking at? Romans... Oh, it's 5-9. Verse 9 of Romans 5 says, We've been justified by his blood, and we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. This stop on the Romans road makes it clear. We're not just saved from some ethereal thing or saved even from ourselves. We are saved from the wrath of a holy God. Jesus paid the price for our sin. So here he says, the blood, we're saved by the blood. So immediately what I think about is the series that Pastor Duane has done in the past about the blood of Jesus, like proclaiming the blood, pleading the blood over our lives and how 
Jesus' blood, it does. It saves us from the wrath of God. Yeah, it's an interesting point here. I would say this is probably not, a, it's not a controversial point, mm-hmm. but it is a controversial point because this is the point that I, that I would say most, that most people don't want to go to, mm-hmm. which is talking about the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. And really it's referencing hell. Yeah. And it's referencing that if you do not receive Jesus as Lord, then there is wrath from God that will come upon you. And we don't like that. We like the loving God. Yeah. Like we like, we like the God that forgives everyone. We mm-hmm. like the God that loves everyone. We mm-hmm. like the God who is kind to everyone. We like the God who lets everyone into heaven. Mm-hmm. We like to share about that God, right? right? And it's not, it's not as easy to talk about the wrath that is to come, but in, in, in evangelism, the most important, well, not the most important, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to be hyperbolic, but an important element in sharing the gospel is being truthful. Mm-hmm. It is about loving a person, right? And it is about it is about loving them and building a relationship with them. But ultimately, the truth, Jesus says it, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And so this is the point of, I would say, Christian doctrine that, is sometimes avoided, especially by young people because of the negative response that it'll get, right? We'll tell them Jesus loves you. He died on the cross for your sin. You're a sinner. You need to be saved. But we're often hesitant to say that if you do not receive Jesus as Lord, there are negative consequences, meaning there's, there is, uh, when you die, you will stand at the judgment seat of Christ Mm -hmm. and eat the wrath that went on Jesus, right? You can, the wrath that's on, that's on you can be put on Jesus by putting your faith in him. And that's where we often are afraid to share. And I just would recommend to me, and it's an encouragement to me that don't shy away from the truth. Yeah. Let the scriptures do the heavy lifting. Hmm. And that's, I think the point that we're making here in the Romans road is let the scriptures do the heavy lifting. It's not our message. It's not your message that you're sharing. Mm -hmm. It's the message that God has given to us. And so when we, when we, use the scriptures as the platform or the foundation for sharing the gospel, we are relying on a source that is more powerful than ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so when we don't, when we're hesitant or fearful to share maybe the hard truths such as hell or the wrath that is to come, we realize that it's not us. It's actually a transcendent God who is loving. And it's the the most powerful thing that we can do, which is actually to, to use the scriptures to speak the truth. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know this is a little kind of off topic, but I want to know, like, when you had that realization, right, of to sharing the truth is important, let, like, kind of, like, letting your pride down and really trusting that the scriptures are going to, to like, lead the way to bring the truth. Um, like, what did that look like for you, like, practically, like, with sharing that news to people? Yeah, I... What did it look like practically? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give an example. I was at a, I was at a coffee shop one time and I felt the Lord wanted me to go and pray for the, uh, the barista. And so I walked up to him and I asked if I could pray for anything for him. I prayed for him. We got in a conversation about God and I would say previous to that point, I was more focused on the love of God and I wanted to make people feel loved, mm-hmm. right? I wanted them to feel warm and fuzzy after they had an interaction with me, yeah. which is really a goal that I do have, which is to love people well. Mm-hmm. But at certain times, it's not every time, but when I feel there's an open door to speak the truth, right, of the gospel, specifically of judgment day and of eternity, mm-hmm. I did it. So I'm there and I'm talking to him and he's like, well, I don't really believe and da, 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 da. And I, and I, and I remember saying to him something, I don't remember the exact words, but 
I remember saying to him something to the effect of like, but what's going to happen when you die? Hmm. And I never went there before, right? And I don't go there every time I evangelize. But sometimes people need like a wake-up call, right? Yeah. But what's going to happen when you die? And it was just like this. Now, I didn't use the scripture at that point, but it's still the idea of judgment day and yeah. the idea that like hell is a real place, eternity is a real thing, and that the only way into eternal life is through Christ. Mm-hmm. And being strong and confident in the gospel message is is key to helping people's eyes to be open to the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. Does that answer your question at all? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, as far as like your question was, how does how does that practically look? What does that practically look like? Yeah, um, I would say another just small thing was would be as we're sharing the gospel with people, whether it's a family member or a friend or a coworker, to to don't feel like you have to have answers. Mm-hmm which is hard, right? Because yeah. you'll say th- something like, because they'll mock us, right? Mm-hmm. They'll say like, wait, so you're telling me that all Buddhists go to hell? You're telling me that, you know, all these people go to hell and they'll be like, oh my gosh, yeah, your God's so loving. They'll be snarky. Yeah. And then people do that all, it's happened to me. Yeah. And I think the point is, is that you're not defending yourself and you're not defending God. You're, you are actually speaking the truth. Mm-hmm. And if the truth is on your side, you need to stand in the truth confidently and not defend yourself. Mm-hmm and make excuses and feel like you have to give an answer for every objection that someone makes. Yeah. When you're anchored in the scriptures, you can be confident that you're speaking the truth. Yeah. No, you shouldn't be hard-headed and you should have a conversation, but yeah. but don't shy away from people who object to your claims and don't shy away from those difficult conversations. Right, you're not like fighting to get them saved, right? It's not on you to do that, but you're providing opportunity. You're, yeah, you're proclaiming you're being the good news. Yeah, the you're, news. You're, you're, you're proclaiming, mm-hmm. right? That's what sharing the gospel is, is you're telling the good news of Jesus. Yeah. It's good news. Yeah, it's good. So let's move to our uh, next clip. Yes. Romans Uh, Romans 6.23. The reality is Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. And that's because that's God's standard. His ways are above our ways. He's God. We're not. We're sinners. He's holy and he's perfect. And just like a human court system has a standard of law, and if you don't keep that law, you will pay the penalty. Well, God has a law. Yeah, so I feel like this kind of point like brings the first three points kind of together, right? We're sinners, there's a good God, we're saved by the blood. So the wages of sin is death, but we can be saved because our God is perfect and he's loving. Yeah, and I, Romans 6.23 is a pretty popular verse, mm-hmm. right? For the wages of sin is death, mm-hmm. but the gift of God is eternal life in yeah. Christ Jesus our Lord. And so it kind of connects to that Romans 5.9 of the wrath that is to come, but um, it really paints the picture and it marries the two that we have a good God. It Mm -hmm. says the the wages of sin is death, meaning that death is the payment that sin deals out Mm -hmm. that because we're sinners, death is inevitable, but the gift of God, right. But the gift of God is in Jesus Christ and it secures eternal life for us. Mm -hmm. And I, once again, to kind of revisit this pattern that we're in. So we have, right. We have the beginning, we have Romans three 23 the wages, we have Romans 3.23, which is all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Then we're Romans 5.8, really, really highlighting Jesus. And they have Romans 5.9, which is talking about this wrath. It's kind of like a back and forth dance. Mm-hmm. And then Romans 6.23 is kind of a combination of the two of them. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying that you need to, like, I'm not saying that you need to memorize this Romans road, right? I don't yeah. think it's the only way. But I am saying, I think it's a really 
solid foundation, mm-hmm. right? To have the basics in a sense of the gospel message yeah. in your pocket so that you can have conversations naturally with people. Yeah. I think too, even it's kind of maybe going ahead, but it, like you're saying, like it creates that foundation. So when you have the knowledge of the Romans road, kind of like the, the points that it makes, there's those points in other parts of scriptures, right? And so you kind of know like, okay, since the first one, Romans 3.23 is we are sinners, like it says that in other places in the Bible. And so kind of just having the the, the road, I guess, the path of those points, um, you can use that as a foundation to even build on other scriptures with it. Awesome. So let's go to our next clip. Yeah, so the continuation of Romans six twenty three is that um, eternal life, we get eternal life from the gift as the gift of God. Yeah, I I can't over or overemphasize how important this part is. Mm-hmm. So many times we get stuck in trying to save people in a sense, right? We want people to get saved because we don't want people to go to hell, which is a which is a very good motivator right? Mm-hmm. It's is a very strong motivator. But John, you know, 1010 mentions it and Jesus mentions it. He actually wants to give us eternal life in that although there is bad news of hell, the good news of the gospel is that Jesus has come to give us eternal life. And other parts in John actually talk about it as well, that eternal life is not a destination. It's actually in the Holy Ghost and that we can experience eternal life now. Eternal life is to know the Father and to know his Son whom he sent. Mm -hmm. And that we can actually experience our best life. It's John 10, 10. He came to give us a life and life more abundantly. And that we don't, we're not waiting for heaven, but your life right now can be radically transformed because of the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. Like the gift that the resurrection of Jesus is the most monumental moment in the history of humanity. And we have to do something with it. Mm-hmm. And this is just an interesting point is that eternal life is, is found in Jesus Christ. And as you, maybe I've actually, maybe you had someone knock on your door, Jehovah's Witness, or mm-hmm. maybe you've had uh, Mormons or different people come to your door and, and debate with you and try to convert you to Jehovah's Witness or Mormonism. But yeah. it's, an, it's an important distinction that, that there's only one way to the Father, which is in Christ. There's one way. Eternal life is found in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not in it's not in any other religion. It's not in any other worldview. It's not in any other person. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And that's where we connect this this passage to other passages in the New Testament, like you like you, like you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm good. yeah. Let's uh, let's keep moving through this, and yeah. then we'll give commentary at the end of these these clips on what we like and maybe what we don't like Sweet. about it. So Romans eight one. Next up on our journey is Romans 8, verse 1. The Bible says, There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Okay, that's really good news. You are not going to be condemned for your sin. You will not go to hell. You will not pay the penalty because Jesus has paid it. Yeah, so here, Romans 8, 1, it's good news, right? There's no condemnation. I think that that's something that's so hard for the world to like wrap its mind around. 
often like I even sometimes feel like I have a hard time wrapping my mind mind around it like literally it's like my my plate is wiped clean because of God because of his love for me and like that's what happens when you give your life to the Lord it's just clean plate no condemnation yeah those who are in Christ you you're it's as if you'd never sinned Mm -hmm. it's as if we've never ever like we've never made a mistake yeah and it's once again, I'll, I'll mention this again, anchoring in scripture is so powerful mm-hmm. that there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. that we are not condemned any longer because of the work of, it almost seems too good to be true. It's like, right, right. And, uh, and, and the important thing as we, as we share this is that the scriptures, the scriptures, as we proclaim this, the good soil, these scriptures are the, when it hits good soil, it actually can stir up faith and, and, it, and it, it does something that, that only God can do. Mm-hmm. That when they hear the good news of Jesus and it hits good soil, that's when salvation comes because faith comes by hearing. Yeah. And we're going to play this last clip of the last uh, stop on the Romans road, which is Romans ten nine, And we'll continue to kind of give commentary on, on this section. So the last stop on the Romans road is Romans 10, verse 9. It says, if we confess with our mouths, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. You say, is that really how easy it is? I just have to confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart? Absolutely. Yeah, so I feel like this is a very, very common verse that you hear a lot at church, especially during altar calls, right? confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and you'll be saved. I think it's so interesting, too, because it's so easy. It's so simple. It's not like a bunch of things that we have to work for because we could never earn it. But God gives us the opportunity, and we just have to confess and believe. Yeah, I'd say I make a distinction here. Sometimes for me growing up in the church, I uh, I don't know, I've heard this so much that it becomes almost white noise where Mm -hmm. I don't even think about the words. But the words are important, right? Every word is important. It says if you confess with your mouth— Jesus is what? He, he's Lord. Yeah. And you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Mm-hmm. So we're not saved by works. We're not saved by undoing our bad works. We're not saved by right performing. We're saved by grace through faith. But the word Lord, I think, is a, is a really powerful distinction in when we're sharing the gospel with someone. Because mm-hmm. when we're using the word Lord, that's master. That is like, in, in, in a sense, it's a master he is in charge. He is in charge of every part of my life. Mm. We don't understand lordship in America because we live in a democracy. We have freedom. We have don't tread on me. You know, right. I have my rights. Yeah. We have all these things that we don't like anyone getting up in our business. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to our, our spiritual eternity, having Jesus as Lord of our life or King of our life is what saves us. It's we transfer our lordship from ourselves where I'm in charge of myself and then I transfer it to Jesus who is resurrected from the dead. I transfer the lordship and the kingship of my life from my own self to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And now he's the master of my life. Yeah. So if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. doesn't mean you can't mm-hmm. make mistakes or sin after that, mm-hmm. but it's a transfer of faith from myself as king yeah. to or anyone else maybe in my life yeah. who I've made king or Lord, yeah. putting that to Jesus. My yeah. morality, my eternity, every opinion about every subject moves to Jesus and what he wants for my life. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Complete surrender. It's like the repentance part of, I think, salvation that, that the Romans wrote includes. Mm-hmm. So we have this foundation. We have the six spo- spo- uh, stops that we have in the Romans road. Um, I have some different opinions on it. I think it's a, it's a decent tool to have in your toolbox mm-hmm. um, when we're, you know, wanting to see people saved and wanting to share the good news of Jesus. Yeah. I'm curious, though, Kimmy, what are some of the things that you like or don't like about the Romans road? Yeah. So I think one thing that I do like is we've been saying a lot, right? It's a foundation. It's like six points really zoomed in. And it's like a certain point of scripture that is like steps almost. I feel like that I can use to just have as background knowledge to easily share the gospel. So I don't get too lost into like a certain part of it, but I, it's like a road and I can just go down the road and it's easy. It's a path. But I also think that that can become a con in that it's it's almost routine and it's not really sharing like the heart and I don't know like there is so much more even of the gospel like the details like Jesus's life like he actually came on earth and like his will for us isn't just to go to heaven that's not his only desire like his desire is for us to know his heart and to be in a relationship with him and so I think that's kind of where this method might lack um it lacks in like expressing that like Jesus desires a personal relationship with you and more focuses in on like the, the simple gospel of we're sinners, God is good, believe, and then you can be saved and go to heaven. But it's so much more than that, I feel like. Yeah, I I think in of itself, the Romans road, mm-hmm. right, is not, it's, it's kind of has the basics, but it's missing, like you said, so much. Yeah. So I like the fact that it has some sort of a framework, but as we're as we're using it, we should never use it as the only thing we're using. Mm-hmm. It's something to utilize, but we need to have a passion, like you said. We need to have a listening ear as we're mm-hmm. talking to someone and sharing the gospel with them. And we, we need to be willing to go places that the conversation takes us. Yeah. The con to this type of um, tool that we have is that we feel like we need to meet the checklist, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, well, and I need to make sure I share every single thing about the gospel with them because if they if they miss a piece of it then they might not actually be saved you know right. we can get worried that that we didn't do our job no i do think it's our job to be prepared but realizing that jesus is the one who saves mm-hmm. and as we proclaim the gospel we're going to miss things right mm-hmm. we're going to miss elements we're going to we're not going to say things perfectly we're going to fumble through our words, right? Mm-hmm. But having it as foundation can be helpful to have yeah. it in our hearts, right? To write God's word in our heart yeah. and to not have it memorized, but to have it to be in us. That way we can anchor it in scripture and in the truth and not just in our own opinion or experiences. Yeah. So like I said, I like, I like it in a certain sense and I think it's, you know, missing some things in another sense. Um, I'd be curious, what, do you, what else do you think it's like missing like when, when, when you think about sharing the gospel with a friend, I know your evangelism's a really huge part of your life. Like mm-hmm. you are always praying for, you know, people and, and sharing the gospel with people. What do you feel like is missing as far as like your experiences with evangelism? Yeah. I feel like personally, like when I am sharing, I often use my testimony um, as a framework, I guess, of like my personal testimony, right? It's like Jesus met me where I was like he came into my life and I knew him and I began to know him and he knew me and it was very relational it wasn't necessarily like 
the wrath of God that scared me into following Jesus. It was his love. It was his compassion. It was his authentic relationship and desire to know my heart as much as it was for me, for him. Like it was just a a desire. It became a desire of my heart as I continued to grow in knowing him and like living life with him. And so I feel like a major part where it lacks is really, again, it's like the relationship aspect of God with yourself, right? Like he's real, he's authentic, he's personable, and he wants to know your heart. And I think that this doesn't really encapsulate that aspect of it. Yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to argue with that, right? Because right. it's like it's your testimony. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, this could be useful, but that's not how I got saved. Yeah. Right? That's mm-hmm. not how that's not how Jesus saved me. Like yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. I can understand that to- and I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. Um I, I'd say I totally resonate with you. My 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 natural disposition is to lead people. If somebody's hungry for God, is to lead people in more of an encounter moment and say, like, listen, let's go to God and let's have Him yeah. like save you, right. right? Right. Even outside of theology, right? You don't need yeah. to have the perfect theology in order to be saved. Mm-hmm. You need to have a humble heart that recognizes Jesus and recognizes that He's Lord. And so, and maybe fill in the, the doctrine after somebody gets saved, yeah. which is probably what I would would have done more. Yeah. As I've as I've lived a little, I'm not that old, right? I'm 29, <laughs> right? I'm like 10 years older than you, though. Yeah. Um, which Kimmy, you act like a 24 year old. It's crazy, but um, as I've lived, I have noticed young people who do have experiences, but their experiences don't last. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I've noticed people who are on fire, quote unquote, for God, who have had spiritual experiences and who have even shown some desire. And it goes to the parable of the sower, right? Mm-hmm. Parable of the seed. Someone's on rocky, yeah. someone's on good ground, someone's in the weeds. And I've it's left me as a, as a pastor, even just as a Christian, being like, did I not share the mm-hmm. truth with that person? Yeah. Did I rely too heavily on experiences? And I think that's when I more started to realize that something like the Romans road or just having more of an emphasis on correct theology and correct mm-hmm. belief is important because um, the word of God can cha- changes people's minds and hearts and destiny. If we overemphasize mm-hmm. um, spiritual experiences yeah. in the salvation process, it, it can lead someone down a path where you can lean someone down a path that they might have a spiritual experience that isn't biblical, which mm-hmm. leads them into new age, mm-hmm. which might lead them into other things, which ultimately they might have a dark spiritual experience, which might lead them into turning away from God or yeah. they, or they might be skeptical, which yeah. I've seen a lot of, they might become skeptical of their spiritual experiences and they might say, well, that wasn't even real. Mm-hmm. It was just emotional. Yeah. And I know that's not the case for everyone, but it is the case for too many people that I would, I, I there's, it just happened to too many people that I've noticed. And then I'm like, man, how do we help people? Yes. Have an encounter with God, but also anchor it in the correct theology in order for them to know God for who he truly is. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like something also that I do along, I guess, with my evangelism is I vary. It's so my heart to it's res life's vision when souls make disciples. So like share the gospel evangelize but also like following up like teaching them in discipleship right Mm. it is about a relationship but it's also about like 
like getting in your word every day, praying every day. Like it's a, it's an everyday thing. It's not just a Sunday morning, Thursday night thing. It's not just a, during those certain concerts or conferences. Worship where, nights, yeah. Worship nights where I, where I really feel like I'm encountering the Lord. Like, like, no, it's like in the everyday it's in the days when you feel the Lord. It's in the days when you don't. It's when you think he's next to you. It's when you think you haven't heard him in weeks. Like it's in all of it. And his word is alive and it's active. And so reading the word is going to tune your your voice. It's going to tune God's voice in your head more clearly because you'll know what he sounds like because you're reading his scripture, which is his voice. I think you're getting at something, Kimmy, that, that you didn't verbalize it, but I'm hearing mm-hmm. what you're saying is that evangelism needs to include relationship. Yeah. And that if you're, and not to say that if you're not going to have a relationship with the person that you're trying to reach, it's mm-hmm. not worth doing because it is still is worth doing. Yeah. Planting seeds, but winning souls and making disciples are kind of like joined together. Yeah. And that if we're just going to go out and preach the gospel and not have any follow up or not have any relationship with the person that we're trying to help, then we're not fulfilling the mandate of the great commission, which is to go into all the world to make disciples yeah, and to help people walk out their faith. Yeah. Right. Cause like our point, right. It's not to get people to live in religion. It's not what we want. It's a relationship with the Lord. It's a relationship in Christian community in the church. Um, and yeah, so I just feel like, especially like my heart, like if I'm going to do stranger evangelism, obviously like the Lord moves through that and he does amazing things. But I see that almost more as like a God lead me how you want to use me. Um, And I know I'm going to be planting a lot of seeds. But afterwards, I pray for the people that I was able to pray with that more people would come and that they would check up on them and that they would build relationships and get plugged in. So I think a huge part after evangelizing, right, if somebody does choose to give their life to the Lord, they need to get plugged in. They need a good community like our Acts 242. Yeah. our 242 initiative, right? It's so important to be plugged into good Christian community who's devoted to Jesus. Yeah. So it's not, it's not just planning. It's not just going around saying, Jesus is Lord. Jesus loves you. It's like, it's, it's individual people that we're focusing on. Yeah. And that's where, you know, evangelism and, and salvation is very mystical. It's like, it's like crazy how some people get saved and you're like, you don't even know what you believe, but God has really saved you. It's like, you don't even have the correct theology, but yet people get saved by Christ. But as we, I I feel like sometimes we can be like, it works without the theology. And it's like, well, we can't just throw away the correct theology just because God is saving people. We need to be faithful to scriptures and faithful to teach people the truth of judgment day, the truth of sin and the consequences of sin. And we need to be bold in our proclamation of those things. And as we do, and we need to carry the heart, not of, not the heart of religion and self-righteousness and like, oh, we got all the answers, but we need to use our theology and the truth of that to fuel our evangelism, mm-hmm. right? Because we're not just talking about ideas. We're talking about real people yeah. and a real eternity that every all of us are going to face. Yeah. And as we catch God's heart, for the world around us and for the specifically for the people around us, I would hope that when you study the Romans road, all those verses, your heart for people and your love for people will actually grow. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to grow your intellect. We're trying to grow your heart yeah. to see that God, that th- what Jesus came to do is for everyone mm-hmm. and it's available for everyone. And he's, we're ambassadors for Christ in this world, not just pastors. You know, we both work at the church, not just because we work at a church, yeah. Like everyone is called to do this. Yeah. Like every day, 
maybe not all day, but mm-hmm. as, as the Lord leads you, like you're called to share the good news and provide hope for people who are hopeless. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, it's like if I, I guess I'm kind of like looking at both spectrums, right? Like if I went out and shared the gospel, just to share the gospel, maybe a few people got saved. Yes. I never really connect with them again. But if I really got, if I shared maybe the gospel and two people like really like de- dedicated their lives to the Lord and I follow up with them and I continuously am praying for them with them, like being there, like then those people are going to be equipped and then they're going to go out and do the same thing. So it's almost like a pyramid scheme of like people are going to share the gospel in deeper ways than just surface level. Like, yeah, people are like, yeah. Oh no, I'm going to heaven. Right. Yeah. That, Come to church on Sunday to check it off. Just becomes a religion. Yeah, get out of hell free card. Yeah. That's not right. what we're trying to do. Right. We're trying to get people like connected to Jesus yeah. and free from yeah. sin and addiction and from self-reliance right. and from living a life apart from him. Right. And right. we don't have to wait till we die to go to heaven. Like the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Like it's here. It's right now. It's active. It's yeah. That's a, I think that's a really good distinction, Kimmy, is that we're not, when we're evangelizing, we're not trying to get people to heaven. Right. We're trying to introduce them to the truth of who Jesus is, yeah. who God is, and what he's done for humans. Yeah. And what he thinks about humans. Right. And I think that's a great distinction. I think Romans does a decent job of, that Romans Road, right, does mm-hmm. a decent job of giving us some foundation, but I think where we're both landing kind yeah. of with it is like, it's a good foundation, but you still need Jesus and yeah. the Holy Spirit. <laughs> right, yeah. You still need the Holy Spirit and you still need to pursue God in, in how to reach the people in our lives. Yep. That's a good place to land, I think. That's good. Think well, so. hey, we want to hear your testimonies too. If like if you if you are sharing the gospel or if you're witnessing and evangelizing to people in your life and you you're seeing fruit, if you've had anyone in your life that's come to know Christ, we want to celebrate with you. And so you can share your testimonies uh, in the comments or you can DM us on Instagram. You can email us at access at reslife.org. But we just love celebrating with people mm-hmm. and what God is doing in the earth and through your lives. And so we just want to encourage you to do that. If you haven't yet, like and subscribe to the channel. We'd really appreciate it. And we're going to be uh, coming out with new content every week about identity and evangelism. That's right. That's right. Boom. Have a good day, guys. And see you next time. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you found this episode helpful or impactful at all, go ahead and like and subscribe to our channel. Go ahead and share it to someone who you think it can impact as well. See you next week.